Brooklyn, New York, and Bowling Green, Kentucky. It's the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny, brought to you by the Red Stick. This week, me. And now, a guy who's been back in the United States for 5,991 days, and a chick who's been back for two. Adam Wilson, and the aforementioned me. Thank you, Emily Ann Heinemann, for that natural-born introduction. How are you? I'm, <laughs> I'm good. Hey, Emily. Uh, hold on. We'll explain that in a second. Uh, but first, okay, welcome to the Bicoastal Hoot Daddy, brought to you by the Red Stick. I am and Adam, Adam Tootnetty Wilson, that is, in Brooklyn, New York, where it is currently 46 degrees Fahrenheit and completely sunny outside. And I'm Emily Ann Sanders Heinemann in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and it is 62 degrees and partly cloudy. Oh, wow. That close to Appalachia, and you're still in springtime weather. Well, no, yesterday was a lot colder, and all the leaves have fallen down, so it has a mountain feeling, I guess. Mm-hmm. I suppose. Uh, but it's, it's not coal, it's not coal miner's daughter country. It's more like uh, you're, yeah. you're more closer to coastal plain than Appalachian Mountains, aren't you? Yeah, eastern Kentucky is where, like, the mountain people are i'm in western we're we're known for caves and corvettes so like mammoth cave is Great. next to me well hey yeah. who who wants to nice who wants to talk about kentucky all day nobody okay so let's move on hey uh speaking of springtime weather though you went to the u.s virgin islands this past week did you not i did it was excellent i loved which, it i didn't want to come back which actually technically makes your introduction incorrect since you did not leave the country or did you leave the country at all I did. Uh, my husband and I met some uh, drunk people uh-huh. at a bar the first night, and they invited us to go on their boat trip, island hop in the British Virgin Islands. Okay. So I went to England. So. What, what's over there? Like hedonism or something? So. <laughs> no, we went snorkeling, and then they have a uh, they have some bars over there that. Uh, 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 people wait. like to go to. Oh, so you went. You went snorkeling? That's also, they call it felching, also. Um, anyway, do you don't get that, do you? Um, it's good. At least you have that much class. Okay, well, hey, well, tell me, uh, please let's start at the end of your fucking eight-minute message you sent us last week um, uh, about this trip. Okay, for, so here's what I know about your trip. You flew to St. something, but you meant to be in St. something, either St. John or St. Thomas, and you were going to the other. Which one were you in when you called yeah. me? I was in St. Thomas. There's no airport on St. John, so you have to catch a ferry to get from St. Thomas to St. John. And okay, I missed our ferry we intended to get on, so I was kind of stuck in the boat terminal for an hour. Okay, now let me. Uh, I'm going to say you were over the legal alcohol limit to drive an automobile in any U.S. state at the time. Were you not? No, I was completely sober. And my hair's growing back. Sure, great. We can all make stuff up, Emily. <laughs> Um, I really was. 
Uh-huh. Local celebrity Emily Ann Sanders Heineman, completely sober in the Virgin Islands. Sure, sounds like a plausible story. That's Yeah, well no, I, I wasn't sober the whole trip, but when I called you I was sober. Okay. Okay, well we can all okay, great, fine. I believe you. <laughs> I really was. All right. Okay, fine. So uh so at some point you did get to where you were going, and I've already forgotten which saint this is. You were going to where? Saint John. Okay, it's so, the it's the small one. Okay, so, so you got to Saint John via boat, right? Yes. Okay, now, now now take me from there. How did this go? What happened? All right. Well, uh, we got picked up, and we were staying at Gallows Point Resort, yeah. and I didn't think anything about the name until we're going up the hill, and we're driving in between these two cemeteries. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and then there was our resort, and it used to be a cemetery, and then they built a resort on top of it. So. Uh-huh. And Gallows Point, I'm assuming this is where they used to, what? hang slaves that were no longer of use or something well they said oh well there were never any hangings here it was just called gallows point right so you're a local celebrity you were completely sober and there were no hangings at gallows point sure we could just yeah good that's fine all of this sounds completely plausible and believable yeah and so then uh we went down to one of the little dive bars and we we met a couple from arizona that invited us to go on their boat trip Mm -hmm. later in the week Mm -hmm. We did lots of snorkeling. I swam with yeah, a sea uh-huh. turtle. And by and that sw- was... <laughs> you mean snorkeling like swimming in the water. You don't mean like felching, that you don't know what that means. You know. Yeah. No, no I, I swam in water with the mm-hmm. little breathy tube and looked at fish. Oh, great. And swam with a turtle. That must have been beautiful. Yeah, it really was. It was great. And uh, uh, let's see, I saw a squid. That was cool. Wow. How big was the squid? It was small. It was a little Caribbean squid. Oh, that's weird, because so. if, if movies are any indication of how big these things are, they're all 500 feet long. I'm surprised at this. Yeah, no, this one was like the size of a foot. It's the size of a foot? Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's a mollusk, so it is actually, in terms of its own biology, 90% foot. It's a different type of foot, but, you know, it's made of foot. You know, I don't know. Okay. Uh well, keep, well, then, and, that, and that's it. That that's all. Is that all we're doing about your vacation? Did you uh, anything else happen? Well, uh, we we snorkeled a lot. We got tan. We went swimming. Mm-hmm. We drank alcohol. We went off to the British Virgin Islands with some strangers. That was fun. Yeah. So. Good. Um, came back. You took some Plan B in the morning, and uh, then <laughs> you at some point had to board a ferry. Uh, to get back to St., uh, whichever one you didn't want to be in, the one with the airport. Which one's that again? St. Thomas? St. Thomas. So you get back yeah. to St. Thomas. You get on the plane. How the flight? How was the flight coming back? Was it similar to uh, your flight there? Well, okay. We get on the plane. We've just left St. Thomas. I mean, we had just gotten into the air where you're not taking off, but you just finished. And all of a sudden, they announced Code Red. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shit, what is Code Red? Somebody, like, shop, I- somebody shoplifting. That's what it is. I'm sorry. That's if you're in a Walgreens. It's not if you're on an airplane. But you know. Yeah, I was like, code red. And I was like, all right, is there someone on here that wants to take the plane down? Mm-hmm. Or are the air tanks about to come out? But no, it seems like someone in the rear of the plane was having some sort of heart problem because mm-hmm. the, the shocker paddles they brought back there. But right. they didn't have to divert the plane to Puerto Rico or anything. We We got back to Miami, and then they told us to all get off. Well, they brought on some emergency mm-hmm. her personnel, and then they told us to get off. And then my plane leaving out of Miami, 
we loaded it and then they said, oh, uh, we have something in the tire, so we need to get off. And that was the same thing that happened when I was leaving Miami. So they need to sweep the runway. There's pieces of metal that the plane tires keep running over down there in Miami. So. Huh. Somebody, yeah. f- somebody find that nail that's loose on the runway. Uh, now, this Code Red thing, this, this, okay, now this bothers me. Now, I don't want to tell the entire planet Earth how to rotate on its axis, uh, but um, maybe it's rotating a little crooked here, and here's what I mean. Uh, there should be an opine, if you will, agree or disagree, whichever one you want to do. You're so agreeable when I speak. You're, you're allowed to disagree with me. I want you to say that. I, I want you to know that. Now, anytime where there's any situation where there is any security, whether there's security, there's security on an airplane, there's security at a at a department store, there's a security at a at a uh, at a football game, anywhere, you know, anywhere where there's some kind of security concern ever, uh, there should not the the word code the 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 term code red should not exist because that's that's obvious. Like if somebody if like okay, so somebody was somebody was getting sick in the back of your plane, is that what was happening? Yeah, that okay. that was it. Yeah, I mean, okay. I thought there there were like terrorists about to take the plane down exactly and that's what we don't want first off the first thing well first off we don't want that guy who's sick we don't want him being sick we want him to be well second of all we don't want you thinking you're gonna die because you are who are you you're anybody in the world so we don't want you thinking you're gonna die so why the fuck would we say code red why don't we say code uh code desk lamp code you know or just any kind of code like you know Ohio 42, something like that. Just anything, any kind of vocabulary, except the thing that sounds like the most terrible thing that could possibly be happening. I know you told me I could disagree, but I do agree with you. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's great. I, 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 I will give credit where credit is due. I did make a good point. Okay. Yes. Now, uh, and so you're back in the United States. Are you bummed out? Do you have, what do you, how do you feel when you get back from vacation? So are, are you bummed out? Are you happy to be back home? Are you just relieved? Do you wish you were still there? What's up? Uh, I wish I was still there. Mm-hmm. Um, coming back to Kentucky isn't, is, is not the Virgin Islands. So, mm. well, um, it's almost basketball season. So I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I've already been looking up for places where I could have a snowball stand in St. John. Oh, really? So, yeah. <laughs> is it, wait, hold on. Is that why you went there? You went there to scout out St. John loca- uh, 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 snowball locations? No. Like the, is this a vacation <laughs> no. or is this a business trip? No, it was a vacation. It just so happened we're down there, and I liked it. I mean, it's still America. I mean, mm-hmm. they speak English, but it's mm-hmm. tropical. And uh, we we saw in one of the little shopping areas, they had a place for rent and they sold smoothies out of there. And I'm trying to convince Brian that we should get it and sell snowballs out of there. Mm-hmm. So, now this, I'm trying this, to go back. You want to not be in Kentucky. You're, are you, are you tired of Kentucky or do you like Kentucky? I do not like Kentucky. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The place that has made you the local celebrity that you are and you don't like it. That's what you're saying to me. I know. I know. I mean, they, they give me so much, huh? You know, I'm a celeb. Give you but, all, uh, all all the great college basketball that you could possibly ask for. <laughs> all, all of the yeah. lower level SEC football you could ever ask for. <laughs> I I just I don't know. It's just it's just not for me. I mean, uh-huh. uh, at our store, there's a poster for Gaps Worldwide that had a picture of an Indian, like from Punjab, India. That's uh-huh. where he's from. Yeah. And he's a designer on it. He has a beard and a turban. And they took the poster down because they thought he was one of those people that want to kill us. And that's a direct quote. So, you know. 
Well, wait, hold on. There was, this was a Gap poster with like a model that was Punjabi. Is that what you're talking about? Yes. Okay. Yes, so there, so was, I, uh, there was a model. Okay. Yeah, so and they... you're saying that there was a Gap poster, a Gap sponsored poster featuring, among others, one man dressed in Gap clothing, uh, who is a, a Punjabi. Uh, yes. same, same race as uh, Louisiana Governor Bobby Jindal. Okay, and also yes. also of Miss America, by the way. Uh, yes. So let's keep that. Also keep that in mind. So we've got a U.S. governor, uh, a U.S. governor, uh, Miss America, and uh, every convenience store every convenience store owner who has ever existed. Okay, so this is this is who the this guy looks like. Okay, and yeah. you're saying some of the customers at that Gap said like, "Hey, y'all need to take this terrorist off off this no. damn wall." Is that what happened? No, it was the people that work at my store. I came back because we had a ho- meeting yesterday, and they're all upset by this ad talking about how it's insensitive because uh-huh. he's one of those people that wants to take down America. And I'm like, mm-hmm. he's Indian. Okay. Like, do you not, like, do you realize that? <laughs> like, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on here. This is okay. This, okay, hold on. <laughs> the uh, now the uh, of the multiple people who took issue with this um, poster that featured a Punjabi man. And, and let me tell you, who are, are there any more, are there any more peaceful people on the face of the planet? How many fights did these people start? These are the guys. These are the guys who like, when the British were wanted to like start a fight with them. Cause they were like, you know, when the Indians were when the Punjabs were like, not kind of cooperating, they're just kind of like sitting around being kind of like Eastern hippies about everything. The British pulled guns on these people and they just didn't even, they didn't even react. And the British are like, God, I can't shoot anybody if they're not going to point a gun back. And so the British just backed off their country. They won a war by not fighting. That's how that's how peaceful these people are. Okay. Now, so one of these people is portrayed on a poster at your workplace. And people at your workplace with whom you work objected to the portrayal, to the display of a person of this race. Because, and you're sort of quoting, it was insensitive to something about this country. Now... And keep in mind, Miss This Country is one of these people. Okay. Miss This Very Country is one of these people. Now, uh, of the people who objected, of the people who who, who raised this objection, um, do you want to give me some demographics, some racial demographics? Are they all uh, white? Are they black and white? Are they, what, what is it? I'm assuming they're all black and white. Or it's uh, probably all no, white. No, no. It, it is an all white female okay. uh, store. All white female. Okay. Let's yes. Go. Uh, okay, so all white. So, so a group of white females from Kentucky. This, I could, this way, we can confirm this. A group of white females from Kentucky, or who currently live in Kentucky. We can assume yeah. that most of them, if not all of them, are actually from Kentucky. All right, I just, I just, I just want to, I just want to say this straight through, just to hear myself say it, because this is so retarded. Okay, a group of white adult female women in Kentucky probably from Kentucky, none of whom have any diagnosed learning disabilities and most likely have high school diplomas, uh, from accredited high schools, raised an objection at their own workplace because their workplace displayed a poster that featured numerous people on there of different backgrounds, one background of which was that of a it was, it was Punjabi, a Punjab wearing Gap clothing. Correct. Okay. And your workplace respected their wishes and took down the poster. Uh, yeah, actually, it wasn't just our store. One of the district people was bothered by the poster. Somebody, who's, actu- to- somebody who's actually accomplished something in his or her life. 
Yeah. I like I need to find out more. The next time I work, I'm going to ask No, I more think I no no, Emily, Emily, I think they need to find out more. I think you know enough. I think they need to find out more. I think that's I, what... I just don't know if I need to tell them like have you not met Indian people? Like yeah. they're not frightening. They they, <laughs> they yeah. don't even they don't even hurt cows. <laughs> yeah, like you're, I mean, whoever whoever we're talking about here, their doctor is probably Indian. We have plenty of Indian doctors in Bowling Green, so I don't know. <sighs> wow. Um, <laughs> okay. That 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 is uh, that is amazing to me. Now, I'm I'm no stranger to the idea that people are complete retards, but um, and I do have an utter contempt for women, and so I'm not surprised here. Um, but uh, yeah, that one that ups the ante. I'm I'm surprised at this one. Just and I, the district the district person took it down. That's that's rough. That is rough. I know. Okay. I I, mean, I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Like, but I had to like hide it, you know, uh-huh. when I found out. Cause I was uh-huh. like, All right, keeping Man. a straight face. So I got home. I was like, you will not believe this. It's one of those where I wish I worked in that store and I'd already put in my two weeks notice so I could just go ahead and not be an asshole about it, but just kind of just say how it is and go like, really? I mean, you didn't know that? I mean, you went to college. Obviously, you know that Punjabs are very peaceful, that even when the British came in and stole everything from them, they didn't even even fight back then. They just kind of like, like they didn't even have a word for religion. That's how tribal and divisive they aren't, you know, (laughs) you don't. You know this, right? I mean, you went to college. You're not a you're not a retard. I mean, I I would never think that you didn't know that. I would say that. I'd be very patronizing with these people. Uh, that's rough, Emily. Um, the um, I mean, I'm absolutely amazed. Sometimes it be very racially confused. It seems. Um. Uh, with that in mind, Emily, uh, step step with me into JD's office. Let's talk about. Oh, yeah. What do you thought? Yeah, why, why you seem so happy to leave? What do you doing? Um. Are you tired of saying stuff on this podcast that's going to inevitably get you fired? No. I, I don't think any of them listen to my podcast. Okay, good. Well, welcome to JD's office. We, uh, Emily, uh, who's sitting. Emily, you're uh, you're co-hosting with me for the entire month of November. Thank you, by the way. I'm looking forward to this. This is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, um, yeah. Now, we should just rename this JD's Kroger's Red Box, um, <laughs> which leads me into the question, what's in the Kroger's Red Box in, uh, in Bowling Green, Kentucky? I.e., what have you been watching? Well, I'm going to the Kroger today, mm-hmm. so I, I I haven't watched any movies lately. But I'm going to the Kroger today to pick one up and what? pick up groceries. What are so. you talking about? I uh, like you, you haven't watched a movie in what the last month? You haven't been on the show in a month. I know. Well, I mean, I watched Ghostbusters the other day. I haven't watched any great movies of note. I mean, Ghostbusters is a great movie. I'm not right. saying it's not great. I love Ghostbusters. Let me tell you something about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a perfect movie. And Ghostbusters 2 is a perfect example of why you shouldn't make sequels. That I'll say. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Have you seen anything good? Have I seen anything? I saw something very good. I saw... Good God. I saw 12 Years a Slave um, on uh, Halloween night, in fact, uh, over at the uh, Brooklyn Academy. I didn't see it in Harlem, thank God. Uh, that I, could, I just couldn't do. I'm, and, and frankly, I'm glad I didn't go see this movie with any black people. I just I don't think I could look them in the eye for the rest of my life. Uh, after this was, this was a tough one to watch. This was a great movie. It was a very moving movie. It's, it's based on Solomon Northup's uh, book of the same name, Solomon Northup being a man who was born in uh, 
in New York, and he lived as a free man. He was a Negro, lived as a free man with his wife and three children in Saratoga Springs, New York. Was uh, He was a professional professional fiddler. He was kidnapped um, en route to a kind of a gig in uh, Washington, D.C., sold in New Orleans, and for 12 years um, lived as a slave under uh, a few masters, some more brutal than the others. Uh, and this was a, this was a beautiful movie. I, it's, I, God, I, I, I went with Yelena and I've never seen a woman cry. I've never seen anybody cry at a movie like this until, until, uh, then I saw the woman sitting behind Yelena and she was even worse off. Um, these people were torn up. There were people just torn up at the end of this movie. It was crazy. Uh, I assume you have not seen this movie or you would have said it two minutes ago. Yeah, I have not seen it. Uh, unpopular opinion alert. Not a fan of slavery. Oh, I'll say that right now. I'll go out on a limb. I'll, uh, I don't mean to. I don't mean to sit in my ivory tower made of soapbox-shaped high horses, but uh, I do not like slavery. I'm not a fan. Not after seeing this movie. Definitely. Uh, I wasn't oh, crazy. Wow. I wasn't crazy about it to begin with, but mm-hmm. uh, now, now nah, I, I don't. I don't think I can handle it. No, not not for me. I mean, I mean, to, to each his own. Well, I guess not to each his own in terms of slavery. That's that was actually <laughs> that was actually the point. Uh, uh, um, so no, not to each his own. That's a bad, bad turn of a phrase there. But oh, good lord! It was—I'll uh, tell you—it was. Um, so when I saw Django Unchained, up to that point, that was probably the most brutal, you know, upfront, clear, uh, you know, display of the institution of slavery and all its sides and viewpoints that I'd ever seen. Uh, but you know, it was uh, there was humor in it almost. There was um, there was it was Tarantino. It was just a, a Tarantino lens. Uh, in front of it. So um, it was really interesting to see. And in this movie, um, certainly nothing of the, uh, certainly it was, I I guess more, more, um, God, how do I put it? Uh, It was, this was more of a, uh, I mean, it was an account of somebody, it was an account of Solomon North's experience. So it's, it was a more, I don't want to call it more honest because I don't think Tarantino was being dishonest, but just a more, um, there was no spin put on it. No no cinematic spin put on it. Or almost so. Like, the, the, the when, I, when I watch movies like these, I, you know, there is, like here, I'll put it this way. There was a, there was a, 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 a there was a slaver, and I forget his name, the red-headed one. He was a slaver, and, um. He seemed constantly to have like some score to settle with black people. Like he really hated black people, uh, which that's, that makes sense that a that a person who was a slave driver would hate black people. But it seemed like that he was bitter against them, as if they had done something to him, which which was it's unrealistic in that um, there's no score to settle back then because there was no there's no score there was no scoreboard there was there was a, an entire race of people that was just on a different on a lower level uh, in society. Uh, so I mean that that's me nitpicking. Um, and then uh, you know, and the, the the movie um the movie showed a like a rape, you know, it showed like a, a a slaver like raping one of his slaves who's like fifteen, and then it shows him kind of trying to give candy to a little a little slave girl to try to mold her into like a, you know, it's kind of like domesticator a little bit, uh-huh. you know what I mean? I want to put that that's that's a shitty thing to say, but um that's what he's trying to do, and um. The movie, the, I, I could see that we, the audience, were being shown that so that we could see this guy as so evil that he would rape people and uh, basically molest children. And um, 
as if, and I guess who I guess the movie needed to show us that to remind us that slavery is as bad as those things, or even worse. Because, uh, uh, and I, I hope we one day get to where we can watch those movies and not need to be reminded of that. Because, like, with if like in with slavery, you're already you're already raped. That's over. It's it's gone. You're you're somebody has sovereignty over you. It's the worst thing in the world. You know. I don't know. Listen to Mr. White Man talk about slavery. I'm so brilliant. <laughs> um, damn it, Emily. I wish you had seen this movie. Uh, see it, and uh, you need to see it this week, and then tell me next week what you think. Okay. Okay. Uh, you want to step out of JD's office? Is that it? <laughs> Are we done? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, I didn't see that movie. It's pretty heavy. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. It, it's, came... it, it's one of those where uh, if everybody doesn't, Anybody who's nominated for that and doesn't win the Oscar, like we're all racists if uh, if if they don't win all Oscars for that, or if just Benedict Cumberbatch wins an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor and then none of the black people in the movie win Oscars, like we're all <laughs> we're all a huge racist country. Oh, and here, no, no, let me tell you something that bothers me about this movie. Like I hear a lot of people and see them like online having watched it and stuff like that, and there and there's people up here, I believe people from New York who are like, golly, it just makes me like. It just makes me hate the South. I just hate the South after seeing this movie. And I'm like, why? For having slavery 15 years longer than you did? Is that what, is that what it is? <laughs> oh, thank you for gracing us mere mortals with your presence, oh, progressive one, sitting on your high horse made of ivory tower-shaped soapboxes. Uh, good job. Let's give you brownie points for having a state that uh, eradicated slavery in 1845 instead of 1865. Good job. You're so much better than us, you pussy. Fuck you. Can't stand people like that. Okay. Um... As if we have meetings in the South, like actually, like seriously discussing. Hey, should we bring back slavery? I mean, that's yeah. A- hey, hey, try being from Mississippi. All right. Yeah. I mean, we we still do have a part of a certain flag on our state flag. I mean, when people find out you're from Mississippi, uh-huh. they get all fired up and all holier than thou. Oh right. It, it pisses me off. You uh, know? Oh yeah. I mean, I- Alabama doesn't get half the shit Mississippi does. And, I mean, they were doing some stuff in Alabama. So. Are you sure that Alabama doesn't get half the shit that Mississippi does? They don't. They don't, all really? right? They okay. don't. Okay. Well, I mean, people give them crap, but not as much as Mississippi. You know, this reminds me of uh, over at uh, Rockefeller Center. Um, Rockefeller Center usually has the, the flags of all the U- members of the United Nations um, flying. But now I, I don't know what the occasion is. I don't know if it, they do this often, but they have the state flags. All, all the 50 state flags plus the territory flags like Guam and Virgin Islands and, and, and Puerto Rico and things like that. So they've got all the state flags and all the territorial flags and the U.S. flag flying there instead of all the United Nations flags. And I've heard a couple of people make a bit of a fuss about this because this the flag of Mississippi, which in the top left quadrant of the flag, um, it has the, uh, the the Confederate naval jack, the, what we call the Confederate flag, the stars and bars. Now, so they were like, that uh, yeah, great way to go! Congratulations, people from the South. Uh, you get your Confederate flag flying in New York, and I'm like, oh yeah, that that does suck. I can understand why you would be uh, uncomfortable with the flag of Mississippi flying in Rockefeller Center in the state of New York, because the top left quadrant of that flag bears a symbol that reminds one of the bitterly horrible, atrocious institution of slavery, which existed in this country legally as recently as 1865, not even 150 years ago. I totally understand you. Yes, you're completely right. Let's take all these state flags out and put the United Nations flags back in. 
because it would be better to represent the members of the United Nations. Members of the United Nations, one of which is Haiti, where slavery has been going strong since 1492 with no end in sight. Good job, you progressive retard. Go fuck yourself. I'm with you. Good. I wasn't talking to you. You know, I was like talking to some pretend person who thinks he's, you know, some. I was talking to you know the group of college freshmen who go to Sarah Lawrence and Bard and Tufts and Vassar and Pratt and Pace and NYU. I guess Columbia, sure. Uh, who uh, you know they go to they go to they get through one semester of college and then they think they know everything. God, I hate those people. Yeah. I don't really have as many of those people here in my town as you probably do in yours. Oh, it was oh god. This is uh I live in the I live in the college freshmen who know everything capital of the world. <laughs> okay. Uh let's get out of here though. That was uh let's step out of JD's office because it's getting a bit sweaty in here, okay? Alright. Alright, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, I got Emily and Sanders Hyman sitting in with me in Bowling Green, Kentucky. You're listening to the Bi-Coastal Hootenanny, brought to you by the Red Shtick. Greetings. Guten tag. Hello. You like laughing? Of course you do. You're not a fascist. Or maybe you are. But even fascists like a good joke now and then. The Family Dinner and Comedy Troupe is ready to provide that fascist joke in addition to many patriotic ones and a number of morally neutral humorous comments. The Family Dinner is the premier improvisational comedy troupe of Baton Rouge. We perform weekly at the local laser tag. Join us Friday nights for sketch, music, and extemporaneous fun with audience interaction and very little personal injury. Check us out online at facebook.com slash familydinnerimprov. Here at the Red Stick Podcast, we're more than just a trio of debased guys drinking and swearing into a microphone. We also explore more enlightened topics like science and technology. If they could put the technology of a woman saying, come in my pussy, into intergalactic space travel, we would have colonized the universe by now. So join us every week for the Red Stick Podcast on iTunes or at theredstick.com. Dropping science like Galileo dropped the orange. Welcome back to the Bi-Coastal Hootenanny, brought to you by the Red Shtick. Emily Ann Sanders-Heinman over there in Bowling Green, Kentucky, sitting in with me for the month of November. I am and Adam, Adam Tootenanny Wilson, that is, in Brooklyn, New York. Um, Emily, I got in this habit, uh, or I'm putting myself into this habit. Tell me what you think about it. I think it's a bit a piece of etiquette that we all need to start learning. Um, okay. Uh, d- dig this. Okay. I've always got my earbuds in, like always, when I'm walking around outside, like when I just walk to the subway or, or anywhere. I've got my earbuds in. I'm either listening to um, uh, podcasts or music. It's usually music, but, uh, like, always, right? Okay, and mm-hmm. I think we almost all do that now. Like, that's the thing. Now, I've also almost always got a hat on as well. Now, um, anytime I walk into a building, 
I'll take the hat off, right? Okay. Yeah. Uh, ladies don't have to. Ladies can just wear their hats. But guys take their hats off when they go inside. Or that's what you're kind of supposed to do. Uh, I always take my earbuds out. Always. Now, if I walk into a building. Especially a place of business. Especially a place of business that's going to take my order. Because, you know, sometimes I'll just pause the music. And then I'll walk in, but keep the earbuds in. And then the, you know, the, the, the cashier taking my order will then yell at me. Not yell at me, but you'd be like, Excuse me, sir, can I take your order? You know? But... Yeah. I can't, you know, because thinking I can't hear over the music, but I've paused the music, and it's always alarming. So now I just take the earbuds out. What do you think? Good? No, I think you should definitely take the earbuds out. Because mm-hmm. it's, I mean, if I see people in it, I think douchebag. If you're coming up to purchase something from me, and you can't take your earbuds out or end your phone call or stop your music, then, yeah. uh, That's funny. Um, I didn't realize that. Yeah, people. I guess people didn't must have thought it was a douchebag for a long time now. Well, well, I'm sure people have thought you were a douchebag, Adam. Uh, Speaking of talking on their phone a lot. Speaking of talking on their phone a lot, I was walking over to um, I was walking over to um, uh, a bar to hang out with Gerald Kimball. You know Gerald. Uh, I was going to hang out with him over in the in the East Village, and uh, I'm behind uh, you know a ghetto mommy. Uh, talking on her phone and pushing a stroller. Uh, and I'm like, wow, ghetto mommy with a stroller. Now I've seen everything. Um, but uh, no, I'm kidding. By the time they're 14, they have seven kids. Uh, stereotypes come from somewhere, and we're not making it up. Okay. Uh, and she was talking on her phone. She wouldn't shut up. Just relentlessly not shutting up. And she's just the cutest kid in the stroller or something like that. And the little girl gets up, and she goes, shh. She shushes her mom. And the, <laughs> and the mom's like, what? Or like, you know, okay. And, um... And then the little girl points over to the homeless man sleeping on the sidewalk. Oh! Thought that was the cutest thing in the world. That's cute. Yeah. So. You know what, Adam? What? I think you should show us your balls. <laughs> thanks, for the, thanks for the introduction to our sports segment, Emily. Um, <laughs> welcome to Balls. I am Adam Tootanny Wilson, America's Balls caster. Uh, Emily, what did you do yesterday? I, I watched some football. I did, too. Where did you watch football? Uh, on my couch. Oh, I wish I'd have done that. Uh, I went out to MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and watched the Saints at the Jets. I was so excited going into this game, Emily. The Saints were all all time. The Saints were five hundred avec moi en présence, meaning a, mm-hmm. a Saints win over the New York Jets would put the Saints for the first time in their history and in my history above five hundred avec moi en présence. Oh. Yet it was not to be a twenty-six twenty defeat later. And the Saints are back under 500, where it seems they belong and shall remain for eternity. I'll now have to see two Saints victories in a row for them to become a winning team. Avec moi, en présence. And uh, I'll give credit where credit is due. I know like all the message boards are in meltdown mode, but the Jets played a perfect game yesterday. They got defensive line penetration. They had Drew Brees under pressure. They hit him a couple of times. Uh, and their offense didn't turn the ball over. Geno Smith played a great game. He didn't play a great game, but he played a solid game. He played like a good Trent Dilfer game. He didn't turn the ball over. He played uh, like more than a rookie. Uh, so they deserve the win. They won the game. I think they won the game more than the Saints lost the game. Uh, although mm-hmm. every, every Saints fan other than me will completely disagree. Um, now you, are you still a Saints fan, or, or did you sell out and go for the Titans or the Bengals now? Oh, well, no. Um, since I met a fellow named Brett Favre, oh, um, right. I was a, a Packers fan. Oh, and right. then and then Brian is a Packers fan. So. Oh, that's so, so, so gay. Come on. they they. Th- this is like, hold on. That's like being a Van Halen fan and then sticking with Van Halen when they, oh, kick, when no, they kick Dave no, out. I, I have a, a, a Jets 
Brett Favre, and I have a Vikings Brett Favre jersey. Oh, wow. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to get an Oak Grove Eagles jersey, the team that he's a coach for, because mm-hmm. they're Laurel High School's, you know, like, plays right. them. So. Oh, okay. I see. I, I can't support a current football endeavor. But, you no, mean, I, I switched Laure- over. But, uh-huh. you know. Okay, so you and you, you just said Laurel High School, i.e. Laurel, Mississippi, uh, hometown of Blanche Dubois, in fact, as uh, as portrayed in A Streetcar Named Desire. I hope you knew that. I did know that. Okay, good, because that's, I mean, what else? You got you got local celebrity Emily Ann Sanders-Heinemann and then um, fictional child-molesting teacher Blanche Dubois. Um, they, uh, who else is from Laurel? Anybody? Uh, yeah, Lance Bass of NSYNC. Oh, I forgot about that. Laurel. And then uh, Eb from Green Acres oh. is from Laurel. And then uh, Leotine Price, opera singer, Laurel. Huh. So. Oh, and then there's a girl. Um, well, she was on It's Always Sunny. I went to high school with her. So. Oh, great. Not the, uh, not the blonde chick, huh? No, the waitress that's, oh. that Charlie's in love with. Oh. Married for a life. So. That's excellent. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Okay, well, hey, back to balls. Um, yeah. Let's see. Okay, well, let's let's run down the list of uh, things that happened. Uh, let's see. LSU had the week off. Uh, baseball ended. Uh, the Red, oh, God, the Red Sox won the World Series. That's the worst thing that could possibly happen. And I say that because the Red Sox, first off, um, uh, the Red Sox, this is why, look, I believe in God, but here's why there's no God. Again, I believe in God, but if there's no God, here's why. Um you know who the last two teams in Major League Baseball were to integrate? Was one of them the Red Sox? Right. Guess who the other one is? Just just remember, I believe in God, but this is why there's no God if there's no God. Red Sox and who do you think? Who do you think? Uh, the Yankees. That's right. The Yankees and the Red Sox ah, were the last two teams to let black people play for their teams. Yet they get the most money. They get the most coverage on ESPN. We get it crammed down our throats. As if we were tied to a whipping post. It's just, it's just, it's, in fact, totally accurate comparison alert. Americans who don't like the Red Sox and the Yankees are completely enslaved by the sports fandoms of, uh, of sports networks, cramming Red Sox and Yankees coverage down our throats. Totally accurate comparison. Okay. <laughs> uh, at any rate, uh, oh, hey, let me go through my uh, college football rankings for this week because you're going to be surprised. I got, I'm got. i going to go with my top 14 because that's my favorite number. Number 14, Oklahoma State. Number 13, Miami. Number 12, Oklahoma. Number 11, Clemson. Number 10, South Carolina. Number 9, Auburn. Number 8, Fresno State. Number 7, Missouri. Number 6, Stanford. Number 5, Oregon. Number 4, Baylor. Number 3, Alabama. Number 2, oh. number two Ohio State. And the number one team in the country, according to my computer, guess who it is? Florida State. That's correct. See, that's Emily. She's not just some stupid chick. I mean, she is a stupid chick, but for many more reasons. This bitch likes to watch sports because she's awesome. She's like a dude. Okay. Um, all right. So, uh, you know, the B, you know, this is the last year for the BCS. Uh, and so, uh, just in, you know, in case you, you were wondering, here, are, here would be the BCS games if the season ended today and my computer decided everything. The BCS championship game would be Florida State versus Ohio State. I'm wanting to point this out just so I could actually say Alabama's not in the championship game, which would be great. Um, <laughs> The Sugar Bowl would uh, would have uh, Alabama versus Houston, the Rose Bowl, Oregon versus Missouri, the Fiesta Bowl, Baylor versus Fresno State, and the Orange Bowl, Clemson versus Oklahoma. So, and that right there is why we're not going to have the BCS next year. Just to let you know, okay? Uh, you know, 
Uh, we'll have the we'll have a four team college football playoff. Which, if this were happening next year, and my computer decided everything in the season ended today, Alabama versus Ohio State in the Rose Bowl, and Baylor versus Florida State in the Sugar Bowl. That's very exciting. The two teams who won the games would meet in Arlington, Texas, at the Death Star to play for it all. Uh, and undefeated teams, Northern Illinois, Fresno State, and Oregon would all be cut out. And then we'd be bitching more and more every year for the rest of our lives. Okay. Uh, this ooh, this week, by the way, oh, we'll talk about the LSU-Alabama game in a second. Uh, but first, let's do a little thing we like to call First Down All right. Emily Ann Sanders-Heinman, you have actually participated in First Down at Balls twice. You've beaten me both times. So, I know. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Nate's not here this week. He picked all the games last week. Uh, he got a few of them wrong. I'm not going to go down the list of ones he got wrong. I mean, he got like six or seven of them wrong. He got all his SEC picks right, so good for him. Final score last week, 11-1 to 1 in favor of Nate. Uh, the season totals, 65-17 uh, to 17 in favor of me. Um, and, you know, maybe we just need to retire this segment when Nate's on because, uh, you know, I'm running up the score. And uh, <laughs> the home team's crowd is jingling their keys. The away team's crowd is walking out to the parking lot to realize that their cars have been vandalized and they're trying to leave the game early so that they can get back to Starkville. Okay, now, um, <laughs> this week, ooh, big news in uh, New York City football. Your Fordham Rams, Emily Ann Sanders Heinemann, your Fordham Rams are 9-0. and you know, when the oh. la- you know when the last time a New York City college football team went 9-0 and was? Uh, never? That's right, never. Or, oh. or really, it was like this past Saturday. That was the, that was the uh. last time. So this past Saturday was the last time it happened. It was also the first time it happened. That's right, Fordham beat Holy Cross over at Jack Coffee Field. I was there. It was a sellout crowd of about 7,000. That's right, sellout <laughs> crowd, 7,000. It's FCS level. This isn't the seven blocks of granite. They don't play at Yankee Stadium anymore, and no, Vince Lombardi does not have any eligibility left, nor does he have any blood pumping in his veins. Uh, do you know when the last time somebody in Bowling Green, Kentucky, went 9-0 was, Emily? Uh, no. That's right. It was 1980 when they went 12-0 and then lost to Louisiana Tech in the Division II National Championship game. Okay. Here we are. We're back. Oh, yeah, with Harbaugh. That's right. Jack Harbaugh was the coach. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Uh, 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 Jim, Jim and John Harbaugh's uh, father was the coach for the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. All right. This week, because uh, in honor of uh, Fordham, we're going to add the Patriot League to first down and balls this week. Emily, are you ready to go? You ready to do this? I am. Because I'm going to beat your candy ass this week. You ready? Get ready for okay. an ass whooping. Bend All o- right, we'll see. Bend over, girl. I'm going to be- I'm going to beat your ass so hard <laughs> you're going to start liking it. Okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to flip a coin. Uh, Emily, call the coin flip in the air right now. Heads. It. Is a tail. I shall go first, and I'll begin now. Emily Ann Sanders Hyman. I'll take my Fordham Rams over your Bucknell Bison. All right, I'll take my Holy Cross Eagles over your Lehigh Falcons. That's Crusaders over <laughs> Crusaders over Mountain Hawks. Okay, I'll take my Colgate Raiders over your Lafayette Leopards, and that was the Patriot League onto the state of Louisiana. Emily Ann Sanders, you have the board. Go towards me. All right, I'm going to say Southern Mississippi Eagles are getting their first win over the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs. Oh, that, this year's Stuper Bowl. All right, Emily, <laughs> I'll take my Louisiana Monroe Warhawks over your Arkansas State Red Wolf Indians. All right, I'll take my Louisiana Lafayette Raging Cajuns over your Troy Eagles. Trojans, come on. What do you think Troy is? Who do you, what do you, if, if there was, a, if there was a, a, a school called Sparta, what do you think they are? Spartans. Okay. That's right. If, they, if there's somebody called uh, if there's uh, 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 Carthage High School, what do you think they are? 
That's right, the Carthaginians, you idiot. Come on, what's wrong with you? Okay, and I'll take my Texas San Antonio Roadrunners with a slight upset over your Tulane Green Wave. That's the state of Louisiana onto the Southeastern Conference. Emily Ann Sanders-Hyman, you have the board. Go towards All me. All right, I take my Georgia Bulldogs over your Appalachian uh, rattlesnakes. Mountaineers, come on. All right, Emily, I'll take my Florida Gators over your Vanderbilt Commodores in a close one. All right, I'll take my Missouri Tigers over your Kentucky Wildcats. I'll have my Auburn Tiger Eagle War Eagle Plainsmen over your Tennessee Volunteers. All right, I'll have my uh, Mississippi Rebel Black Bears over your Arkansas Razorbacks. I'll have my Texas Aggies over your Mississippi State Bulldog Maroons. All right, and I'll have my Louisiana State Tigers over your Alabama Crimson Tide. A bold pick. Say that again and make that your lock of the strong, by the way. My lock of the strong is Louisiana State Tigers over the Alabama Crimson Tide. Oh, wow. And you say that, obviously, because uh, since 1980, LSU is 10-4, and four, excuse me, 11-4 and four at Alabama. That's a great pick. Um, uh, on to the top 14. I have the board. I'm going towards you. I'll take my Oklahoma State Cowpoke Cowboys over your Kansas Rocks Chalk Jayhawks. All right. I'll take my Miami Hurricanes over your Virginia Tech Hokies. I'll have my Fresno State Bulldogs over your Wyoming Cowboys. All right, and I'll have my Stanford Cardinal over your Oklahoma, uh, Oregon Ducks. <laughs> yeah, Oregon Ducks, that's right. Uh, Oklahoma Ducks would be good, too. I'll have my Baylor Burrs over your Oklahoma Sooners in a close one. All right, and I will have my Florida State Seminoles over your Wake Forest Demon Deacons. And on to Sundays, on to the NFL first. Tonight's Monday game, I have the board. I'm going towards you. I'll take my Green Bay Packers over your Chicago Bears. All right, and I'll take my Washington Redskins over your Minnesota Vikings. I'll have my Cincinnati Bengals over your Baltimore Ravens. I'll have my Buffalo Bills over your Pittsburgh Steelers. I'll have Tennessee's third string over your Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> All right, and I'll have the Denver Broncos over your San, San Diego Chargers. I'll take my Indianapolis Colts over your St. Louis Rams. Rams, James, Rams. <laughs> All right, and I'm going to take my Oakland Raiders over your New York Giants. Bold pick. I'll have my Arizona Cardinals over the Gary Kubiakless Houston Texans. And I'll take the Seattle Seahawks over your Atlanta Falcons. Come on, Falcons, rise up. Do this for us. I'll have my, I'll have my Chicago Bears over your Detroit Lions. And I'll have my Green Bay Packers over your Philadelphia Eagles. I'll have my San Francisco 49ers over your Carolina Panthers. And I'll have my New Orleans Saints over your Dallas Cowboys. And I'll make that my strong. All right, and on to the high school ranks. Emily, do your high school, and then I'll do mine. All right. I picked the Laurel Golden Tornadoes over the West Joan Mustangs. Beat the Hicks in the sticks. <laughs> All right, and I'll have my West Monroe 38-year-old Rebels over your Natchitoches Central Chiefs. Uh, and that was a little thing we like to call... All right, this is going to be interesting. Uh, we're going to go neck and neck on this one. Yeah. Uh, who am I kidding? You're going to kick my ass. I have no confidence well, in this at all. Hey, I, I picked USM, so obviously I was gambling today. Yeah, but you, you picked them over Tech. Tech sucks this year. They're terrible. <laughs> They're absolutely <laughs> terrible. Let me, tell, let me tell you, here's how you know a college football team sucks. It's when their fans are like, what are you talking about? We don't suck. Have you seen our facilities? We're going in the right direction. Have you seen our facilities? Look at the facilities. We have top-notch facilities. Like, nobody gives a fuck. Like, yeah, good, good. Go ahead. Sure. Way to go. Um, uh, all right. Uh, yeah, notes. Um, the, this, is, this is the week where one of the biggest rivalries in uh, college football, the LSU-Alabama rivalry, um, 
has a factor in its rivalry go completely understated by everybody on earth who isn't named Adam Tootnanny Wilson, i.e. me. I was born in 1980, and ever since I was born, uh, there have been 34, excuse me, 30, yeah, 34 LSU-Alabama games in my lifetime. Emily, do you know how many the home team has won? Out of, uh, out, of, out of 34. Out of 34. Out of 34, 25. Nine. Wow. The home team has only won nine times in my entire life. Sorry for not putting in post-production a Ferris Bueller uh, sound effect there when I said nine times. Uh, but, yeah, so, and this game is in Tuscaloosa, uh, home of your LSU Fighting Tigers and, uh, and yes, I said it today. Thanks for everybody who's liking my awesome trolley Facebook status today. Uh, Les Miles has more national championships at LSU than the average Alabama fan has credit hours at Bama. So go Tigers. And sidewalk <laughs> fans, go fuck yourself. I don't want to hear any shit from anybody that didn't go to Alabama. You're not really you're, – you, look, I, I, I root for LSU because I went to LSU. You root for Alabama because you went to Walmart and bought a shirt. So shut the fuck up, all of you. Okay. Do you know what Alabama fans do on Halloween? No. They pump. They pump Ken. Pump Ken. Yeah, I get it. No, it's really, it's really funny. Uh, are you looking at a, like a SEC jokes website right now or something? No. The week or, before I left was the Tennessee Alabama game, so mm-hmm. everyone was calling in with Alabama jokes. They pump Ken, <laughs> huh? Man. That, okay. that, I like that one. It's pretty good. Uh, well, there's the old one. Do you know how to castrate an Alabama grad? Yeah. You kick his sister in the teeth. Okay. Um, <laughs> they pump Ken. Man, Emily, it's really good. So we got, <laughs> I like so, that one. So we got you on the show for a month, huh? Man, <laughs> awesome. Pumpkin was good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it depends on who you ask. Okay. Uh... <laughs> Well, hey, we need to get out of here. Thanks for uh, thanks for being with me today. Um, I really appreciate you sitting in with me for a, an entire month. Um, please don't start sucking, please. Hey, hey, I've got better jokes than Pumpkin. All right. God, God I hope so, and our uh, tens of listeners hope so as well. Uh, <laughs> okay, that has been the Bi Coastal Hootenanny for this week. Stay tuned for tomorrow. We'll have Tootenanny Tuesday featuring a new song of the month by yours truly. Uh, but that's it. We're going to get out of here. Make sure and uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, and uh, you can listen to us on Stitcher as well. Email us at bicoastalhoot at threadstick.com and follow us on Twitter at bicoastalhoot. For Emily Ann Sanders-Heinman in Bowling Green, Kentucky, I have been Adam Tootenanny Wilson in Brooklyn, New York. This has been the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny. For all our friends back home and everyone else in between, we say swing you twa. Email us your questions, comments, corrections, anything that doesn't involve an elephant in the room to bicoastalhoot at theredstick.com or call us at 225-244-9469. This has been the Bicoastal Hoot Nanny. Next week, I'll be back and more brown and less red. Visit us at theredstick.com or subscribe to us on iTunes. Follow the show on Twitter at Hoot. This has been a production of The Red Stick.
Zeichen. 